Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and streaming through the screen here is Daniel. Hello, hello. So today, we are talking a new Broadway brought to the big screen adaptation, In the Heights. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's dance on the side of some buildings. Boom, boom. Yeah, I, I don't know what to add in there, but <laughs> I don't know either. All right, and cheers! Uh, cheers! <laughs> okay, so on, am I in here, Daniel? What do I have here? A German company? I think they're called Zoig House. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Zoig House? Zoig House? Anyway. German style wheat ale and yeah, it's brewed like literally like half a mile down the street from you. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know where you're talking about. And uh, yeah, is that where uh, Trevor works? Yes. Okay. And yeah, this this German style wheat ale, delicious. I I yeah, highly recommend. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. What are you drinking on your end? Well, I have the Hot Valley Stash Panda. Ooh. I think it's one of their uh, seasonal releases this year, but it's pretty good, and I like it. Coming to my seasonal, at least summer, go-to for like a six-pack or at least in a tall can. Check that one out. Yeah, it's some uh, good stuff. There's a, I was over at Breakside earlier today, and there's a new HD Double Hockey Stick German-style something ale, and it is good. Definitely go check that out. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, That was good. I liked it. Anyway, all righty. Well, let's talk some movie stuff here. I don't know if there's is there too much going on with like newbie movie news, rumors, rumbles, anything. I didn't see jack shit this week. There, yeah, there is kind of a slow week for like movie news stuff. Yeah, just like this week, they've had a lot. They've had E3 for gaming convention stuff. So all I've gotten this week was like gaming news which had like that avatar two, the James Cameron avatar two or avatar game. It's not the second one. It's just like, that's the closest thing I got to a movie news thing was that. So 12 years after the movie comes out, they're finally putting a game out for it. Well, to be fair, they probably put out a really shitty, like move, like a game just because a movie came out game when the movie came out. This looks like a real game. I just don't care. Okay, Daniel's not into the Avatar. Yeah, I just watched the James Cameron episodes of uh, Entourage. Th- those were a lot of fun. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> watched the episode the other day, Aquamom, where all their moms come from New York to come visit and go to the <laughs> premiere. Nice. Fantastic episode. Of course, I remember those. Poor Turtle and Drama don't get laid that night because their moms are their dates, but fantastic episode nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's just I didn't see anything either. Like as far as like just news, rumors, rumors, anything going on in Hollywood. Oh. Kind of just a slow week for any. You of know, that the stuff. only thing. Okay, Jordan, I will let you know because I thought this was fucking hilarious. Um, not really movie news, but kind of related enough that it was yesterday where Batman was trending on Twitter, and it was because like HBO has uh both seasons of the like the adult harley quinn animated tv show Mm -hmm. right 
So they do kind of like raunchy stuff. It's mostly with villains, so they can kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. But Batman appears in it a little bit. is more of like a gag than anything else, right? Well, apparently one of the creators behind it had an interview. And yesterday it was tre- Batman was trending because like he's like, yeah, in season three, we were going to have a like a scene where Batman's eating out uh, <laughs> fucking Catwoman, but DC's like, no, heroes don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Heroes can do that. I, oh, God. <laughs> and then that just blew, that like excerpt blew up on Twitter because you get a lot of people like, like just like people like no that's what heroes do oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. and oh my god that shit (laughs) just cracked me just reading all these fucking comments and some of them just seriously like well batman can't do that because i guess the whole reasoning the hell he can't we're we're trying to sell (laughs) toys to kids we can't have batman eating people out that's why it's for adults it's labeled for whatever it's an adult cartoon it's very that's funny notably adult cartoon there's no getting it confused batman's gotta get some too you know i mean my favorite thing about that whole thing was like people are like are you fucking kidding me like why else would he have only his mouth showing and his head is pretty much and people are like and his head pretty much has handles i mean come on (laughs) oh shit (laughs) But that that shit cracked me up. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, I love oh, it. No. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, but you say Luca might not get a theatrical release. I don't think it is. Like I just looked it up on AMC and Cinemark. I don't see it under the coming soon tab. Shoot, I guess I'll have to text our sister and get the uh, password for Disney Plus then, because I'm, yeah, I'll have to download it to my new phone. Well, don't watch it on, oh, wait, no, you cast it. That's what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it on my phone phone, but I will cast it to our TV and watch it. <laughs> I was like, geez, Jordan, you're going to watch it on your phone? That's not, not souping that low. Jeez. All right, yeah, I've just been trying to catch up on some things with Fast and Furious, getting ready for that ninth film here coming out. Uh, as far as, uh, yeah, I think that's it for movie news here. As far as other things saw this week, I've got one fun one to share with the audience. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, there's a nearby theater playing a couple Jaws movies this week. They played Jaws 1, which seen it once or twice on the big screen. Yeah, I've definitely seen the movie a handful of times. Good movie, fun. Steven Spielberg, that's what got his career started. John Williams, all that good stuff. Well, they're playing that. However, afterwards, they're playing a Jaws sequel, which I actually, to this day, have never seen a Jaws sequel. They played Jaws 3, which was Jaws 3D from 1983. Jaws 3D. Not directed by Spielberg, directed by a guy named Joe Alves. <laughs> Just Joe. Joe. Some guy named Joe. Starring Dennis Quaid. So I had no idea who was in this movie, Daniel. Dennis Quaid is in the movie. That's hilarious. Bess Armstrong and <laughs> Leah Thompson from Back to the Future is also in this movie. Now, this is 1983, two years before Back to the Future. So the only other thing she was in that year was in uh, 
All the Right Moves, a football film starring Tom Cruise. I think you've told me about that. But yeah, so... <clears throat> 1983 Dennis Quaid. I've never seen Dennis Quaid in anything this old, so that was pretty hilarious. But yes, th- this movie was basically, I don't know how to describe it other than SeaWorld meets Jurassic World. So, got this ginormous you know, SeaWorld opening up here. The park's open to the public finally, and then disaster strikes. A jaws shark gets into the park, and all hell breaks loose. Okay, just you describing that doesn't make any sense to me. Because I'm like, if he gets into a sea park, like there's land, right? So I'm like, how does it all? Well, no, it's like there's shit? there's still a ton of water area. I'm just, I'm just like the way you're describing it. I'm like, okay, now I'm interested because I don't know technically how that works out. But it's Sea it's Sea World meets Jurassic World, and I gotta tell you, especially in 3D, this movie was just so entertaining to watch. I had a, such a great time. The 3D effects, oh my god, like, yeah, you're, of course you're watching just three-dimensional depth to the screen the whole time, great stuff, but then the stuff they throw at you in your face was just hilarious. One of my favorite shots was someone picks up a syringe and does that test squirt, and the squirt comes right for your eye. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, so great, but underwater shots were very cool. I don't know, this movie had, it was good overall, I wouldn't say it's complete trash, but it was definitely cheese for sure, but highly entertaining the great moment though where they show the shark coming for um us in this uh you know we're in this control room that's underwater and the shark's coming for us the shot of the shark coming at you looked like it was actually in space so it looked like a spaceship shaped like a shark coming at you (laughs) that sounds awesome (laughs) just super cheese Oh, and God. 80s movie super cheese 3d 80s movie yeah still for the most one of part, those not super super terrible but still not great either uh i don't know all i can say is i had a great time so much fun seeing a young dennis quaid and leah thompson i just i, I had a good time i don't okay. want to like, give too much away if people haven't seen it and want to see it this is my first jaws sequel ever again i've seen the first one probably five times first jaws sequel ever did not disappoint as far as what i expected yeah it sounds like you got like the good one it sounds like they just skipped like if the second one was the best sequel as far as like bad but good they would have played that one but they skipped straight to the third one in 3d that says something and it was only three dollars they were only charging three bucks to go see this 3d movie awesome well worth it well well worth it but yeah that that is what i saw this week on top of our uh movie on tap (laughs) nice nice well i didn't see anything as far as movies go been catching up on tv shows shyla and i are catching up on well high school musical the musical the series because that shit cracks us up it's on disney plus it's kind of like an a weird little teen drama that also it was influenced by Arrested Development. I didn't know they had a series for it. It's pretty, it's just funny. It's campy. It's ridiculous. It's the right amount of like weird drama and just cheese that it's just kind of a fun little enjoyable turn your brain off for 45 minutes. Ooh. We enjoy it. So yeah. we watch it. They came out with a season two. But the only other thing I've been doing is I talked about watching Invincible on Amazon Prime a few weeks ago. So I liked it so much that they said like the whole to do the whole run, they're hoping to get seven seasons out of it. Um, 
but they got approved for three seasons so far. Uh, but I just went, I'm like, I, I don't want to wait. So I actually bought this huge ass fucking compendium that is like a third of the entire comics run. So I've been making my way through that instead of like spending like a couple of, like an hour or so after work and stuff, reading that instead of like watching TV. Oh, nice. Well, that's cool. But it's huh? been good. It's been really good. I can't wait for the f- next at least three seasons of that show. It's going to be awesome. Have either of you watched the new Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus? Uh, <laughs> I watched the first like several, like I, I did see it when it premiered and I, I watched like the first 10 minutes of it. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I, I would rather rewatch the first two Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I did that recently. Watched the first two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. it's got me curious at least. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure Estevez is like, God, I never thought I'd play Gordon Mumpay again. <laughs> but well, here we are. <laughs> they they kind of try and go subversive with it because everything needs to be subversive. Where they essentially, the start of it starts out is the Mighty Ducks are, you know, in the movies, they take them from the underground team to, or the underdogs to like the champions. Well, then we fast forward to the new series where the Mighty Ducks are just essentially reign supreme to the point that they're just kind of the douchebag jocks. Really? Yeah. And so (laughs) a mom whose kid gets cut from the Mighty Ducks essentially starts her own team. So essentially it's Mighty Ducks again, where just like, you know, instead of like, they just lost their roots essentially as like the team that started as underdogs, but now they've been champions for so long so that it just kind of goes away. So now they're starting a new grassroots team to compete with the Mighty Ducks. I, don't know. I might watch it. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll it's see. very, it was also very kiddish too, which is why. So real quick, then we'll move on here. I heard a funny story. I was listening to an interview with uh, Charlie Sheen the other day. He was on Victory, the podcast with Doug Allen and uh, Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly. Funny story. So he was actually, he talked to Stone about being in Born on the 4th of July. I don't know if you know that movie. He talked to Stone about being the lead. This is after Platoon and Wall Street. He was in talks to be in this Oliver Stone film. And he talked to Stone. Stone's like, all right, well, I'm going to go off to Cuba for a couple weeks and we'll keep in touch. And he just never heard from Oliver Stone again. Kept wondering, wondering. Finally, his brother Emilio, speaking of the Mighty Ducks, called him and I was like, all right, you need to sit down for a second here. And Sheen's thinking like, oh God, who died? And Emilio was like, Tom Cruise is going to be in Born the Fourth of July. Oof. So yeah, I don't know if you ever got a straight answer from Oliver on why this changed because it seemed like they hit it off and like, yeah, yeah, I want you for this, but I don't know. Probably studio pressure to be honest because Cruise was huge by that point. Yeah, Top Gun. He's I think like, it just to come out. In. It'll make every movie a success. Yeah, probably studio influence for sure. If anything else, they're like, we'll give you creative rights, do whatever the hell you want with this movie, as long as you cast Tom Cruise. It's probably the conversation. Anyway, that was just a fun <laughs> little thing. All right. Uh, but yeah, as far as like, yeah, Jaws is really all I saw this week for movie stuff. But uh, yeah, or excuse me, Jaws 3D. <laughs> oh, I had such a good time watching that. <laughs> it sounds like a good time, Jordan. I took time off work, went and watched the movie, then went back to work. <laughs> I should have, I should have made more time in my schedule you should have because then you can see the original like man that sounds stupid i would have loved that (laughs) it was so much fun all right well shall we move on here and oh wait 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 
I know this isn't Lego and Bruise, but uh, we should probably talk season two, episode two of Lego Masters real quick. Oh, I mean, how cool is that? It was still fucking sweet. More it explosions. Has all the same charm as the first season. Okay, loving More. the hell out of it. But yeah, I haven't ep- watched episode three yet, though. I haven't either. I think it's airing right now as we record this. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, episode two, more explosions. You had just plain explosions, slime and water explosions. I loved it all. Yeah. They were, oh. there were some great ass builds. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. My favorite was the first one they showed with the explosion in the background and the, the guy with the violin and the music notes still in place. Okay, the violin was great. I just remembered the guys, the brothers that did the giant orange like alien and they have their holsters like oh our alien guys are running from their ship which they just overloaded the engines to blow this motherfucker up <laughs> and That's i love the story that you're just like yeah you blow the engines I'm like dude i've you know we've all seen that in a tv show or like movie or something so it's like hell yeah so they just did that and it was awesome yeah i didn't want to see the biker duo go so soon but i understand why they picked them as far as while their stuff looks sweet it didn't blow up the way it should have i right. i will give them a great great credit amount of credit those power lines in front of their building looked awesome that was a great touch but i think what they were missing like they pointed out is between the character and the uh, building in the background there was a bunch yeah. of nothing yeah which is kind of funny when we were watching it get I was like watching with Gavin and Shiloh and I'm like, oh, I like how they built like a whole little street in front of it. And they're like, you could have put more in the street. I'm like, oh, I guess I liked it, but yeah, okay. It looked aesthetically pretty good except for that open area, but yeah. Otherwise, I'm enjoying this season. I can't wait till tonight's episode with the earthquakes, how they're going to put them on a table that shapes everything <laughs> i can't wait yeah, i'm looking forward hopefully they do another bridge episode i'm really i would be really curious to watch another one of those oh that'd be great yeah i just finished the first season i recapped it rewatched it and nice. so much fun love it all right anyway yeah i know this isn't lego and bruise but fuck it i love that show so we're gonna briefly talk about it. all right let's get into our main movie on tap here let's talk in the heights in the heights <laughs> In the Heights, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, as we all know from Hamilton fame. Directed by John M. Chu, starring Anthony Ramos, Melissa Barrera, Leslie Grace, and Corey Hawkins. What's this film about? It's a film version of the Broadway musical in which a sympathetic New York store owner saves every penny as he imagines and sings Lots of singing, by the way, about a better life. Daniel, what were your initial thoughts on this? Honestly, uh, I was pretty pumped for this movie. I know you weren't as pumped as me, but uh, what was it? Last summer when we watched Hamilton? I think it was already last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, last summer when we watched Hamilton, John and I sat down and we're like, oh yeah, we really liked it. I know we were into it more than you, but... I liked Hamilton like way more than me. I mean, yeah, but you've actually seen Broadway musicals. I've never even seen an actual Broadway musical. Okay. I mean, I've seen that, and that to be fair. Yeah. I've seen like six, I think. And watching something on your TV screen versus a stage. I was just like, eh, yeah, even if it, it was good, it wouldn't out 
outpace anything you've actually went and gone to see. Well, like I said, School of Rock was way, way more entertaining to me. The Broadway show School of Rock, seeing that live versus just watching Hamilton on your TV at home. Fair enough. Um, but, it, you know, we really liked it. And so I was looking for this because not only was I was interested to see In the Heights because it was, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda who wrote it and like created this one just like Hamilton. But the director is, what was it, John Chu? John M. Chu, yeah. Yeah, that's the same director who did Crazy Rich Asians, which, have you seen that movie? Still have not seen it. I need to sit down and watch it. I remember watching the trailer and like, ooh, that looks good. I Jordan, I think you should watch it because it was a movie that I didn't expect anything from. Shiloh just wanted to watch it. I don't remember if we saw it in theaters i don't know yeah. it was highly praised though i yeah i definitely after all the hype i'm like oh that's, i gotta see that and i just have yeah well i just yet. remember i think shiloh was just like i don't know just like having a long day at work or like some shitty day at work and i'm like well one of the things i got to make her feel better is I'm like oh i haven't seen crazy rich asians but it was like at target for like 10 bucks on blu-ray so i brought it home we watch it i'm like yeah this is just something i'm doing for shiloh then i watch it i'm like damn that movie was really good <laughs> even to the point like every every like kind of more like it's kind of funny dad said this and shiloh's aunt has actually or not aunt uncle has actually said that who are both just kind of like this you know stoic type but they're both just like that movie was actually really good <laughs> so i think it's worth a watch but that's part of the hype behind it is i saw crazy rich asians and they haven't put out any of the sequels yet so I, i've only seen the first one but it's really good so i was really hyped i'm like okay hamilton i loved uh, guy who created crazy or uh, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. I'm like, I loved that, so I was pumped. And honestly, like it, I liked it overall. Uh, it like because I was just kind of more curious what I was gonna get since I've seen Crazy Rich Asians, and it's not shot in the same way, but it's still bright and vibrant in its own way, I guess. Uh, it's not necessarily what I thought, but I still overall really really liked it. And I'm not going to lie, I am glad that I did see this at home because, you know, it's over two hours. There is a lot of singing, just, but I was expecting that since Hamilton was almost all singing too. But, you know, overall, like, I didn't know what to expect, but I had a lot of hype for it. And I don't know if it lived up to the hype that I had in my head, like, built it up to be, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, so wasn't hyped to see it but i wanted to see it i mean mm -hmm. i, I look like if, if a musical is good a musical a musical is good it's, it's kind of funny one of the things i kept thinking throughout watching this in theaters though because i mean i saw this in theaters once on xd which i'm like if i'm gonna see it i might as well see it the best way i can why not i bet the color really popped yeah i mean it, it was fun i enjoyed it still but i kept thinking throughout the whole thing is i bet the broadway show is better and it, just, it also got me thinking, like, you know, there's just, there's musical, you know, we have musicals. There's musicals made for the screen and musicals made for Broadway. And this is definitely one made for Broadway. Like, La La Land is definitely made for the screen. In the Heights, definitely made for Broadway. So, you know, I, I, go ahead. No, I, I guess you're right. I mean, you're right. Because, yeah, I didn't know because 
I had only heard ever heard of Hamilton, never even heard of In the Heights until the movie trailer came out. So I just assumed Hamilton such a success that Warner Brothers just like, okay, make us a movie, like make us a musical. And they did In the Heights. It wasn't until I was doing research like yesterday that I actually saw that it was also a musical. Yeah, no, it was, it was. And as somebody who's seen half a dozen Broadway shows, I just, yeah, it, it's good. Like it's good. Everything you, you praise it for it. It's, it's a good movie, but I just feel like it would have been, it's definitely a better Broadway show, I'm assuming. You know, you're, I mean, Jordan, you are probably right. Something that's written for this stage is, you know, you have to adapt it. You didn't see it in its like natural, like what it was specifically written for. But yeah. I think overall, like I would love to see a Hamilton like shot like this to like actually make it into like a movie. That would be cool. I mean, it was cool to see the stage play. I still really like that, but it would be cool to see something like that. But I, I doubt, well, I don't know. But I did like the movie. Um, yeah, but you're right. It does still, feel like it's still good. Now, I, I guess still doing my basic review. I, I, I thought it was good. I, I really didn't think it was like amazing. Like, I would you, prob- would you prefer Hamilton or In the Heights? That's a good question. I would almost say Hamilton. Maybe because better songs, more memorable songs, would be my reason for that. I like, I like, I like the story of In the Heights plenty. Like that's a good, it's a good story. Underdog wants to, you know, make it. Has a dream, wants to make it. Uh, you know, I love underdog stories, but I think song wise, though, I definitely would have to pick Hamilton. Fair enough. I was just curious because I was I was thinking about that as I asked the question. And as of right now, I think Hamilton is still above this movie just because after I watched Hamilton, I didn't put that album, like the album of Hamilton down for like three weeks. Like I was constantly listening to that for a while afterwards. Well, I listened to a little bit, like a couple songs. Like I I cherry picked some of the songs off of In the Heights. And I rewatched before we started recording, I rewatched like three of the music numbers in the movie. Um, but yeah, like I, I liked, I didn't like the, or I guess, I don't know, like there most of the songs in Hamilton, I really, really liked. I liked like maybe half to, I don't know, give or take half of the songs, like half of them really hit for me. The other half was just kind of like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, half hit for me as well. The other half, I mean, just forgettable, honestly. Yeah, but I mean like, and it's funny that you're thinking like, yeah, I can see like some scenes of this like yeah it would probably work with Broadway but like the pool scene was I thought was one of my favorite songs 96,000 at the pool that you could only do in the movie that yes. there's no and way to do that on stage that was my favorite song probably yeah overall the one that stuck with me was that song that pool that scene everything and yeah that is something better in a movie than it is on Broadway so it, it gives and takes like you're right like uh, most of it especially the street signs and especially the, like the street shots and like the street like the dancing in the street would look great on broadway but like yeah things like the pool scene you can only do that in the movie although yeah. i mean if it's a broadway play like i'm curious how they actually do that part true and yeah i'd be curious to see what they would do yeah i actually text our aunt who lives in new york like have you seen in the heights on broadway and she's like oh absolutely i'm like <laughs> i was yeah just trying to get her perspective on it sounds like it does make for a good broadway show so yeah yeah 
I would definitely, yeah, I would like to see it in Broadway. Uh, as far as the movie goes, yeah, it's still good. I mean, I liked, I liked her. Vanessa was by far my favorite character. I really enjoyed her for whatever reason. Yeah. She I mean, was... I did too. I liked, uh, what? <laughs> Shit. Usavi. Usavi and Vanessa. And then there was Nina and... Benny? Benny. That was yeah. his name. All... Like, I also wasn't expecting that because like when you see her... And I'm like, oh, is that going to be the love interest? But I mean, I guess there's two. It's mainly Usavi and Vanessa, but then they also touch on, uh, but then, you know, the people who get the dancing on the side of the brick building is uh, Nina and Benny. Great moment, though, too. I love that dancing on the side of the building stuff. Me too. I wanted more of that, though, in this movie. I wanted just more of that, like this... I thought they were really going to stretch as far as choreography and cinematography and dancing and stuff. I thought they were going to stretch more for that dancing on the side of the building stuff, but they, it's just, a lot of it was just pretty grounded for the most part. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I, and that's kind of like, I was thinking about that because when that part of the movie happened, when they're actually dancing on the side, that you see in the trailer, I'm like, the trailer really plays that up to be like, yeah, the whole movie is going to be so like magical and whimsical and like more of that sense. And yeah. then it's only the scene. Like the trailer really kind of like does a little bait and switch. It, so it I feel does. like, yeah, if I can see that. My favorite scene overall, I think though, was when they were at the club with all the salsa dancing. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sucker for good choreography and dancing and the salsa stuff was just awesome. I, I love that whole scene when the blackout happens while they're dancing in the club. I just, I thought that all that was great. Yeah. And one of the things that like, well, we talked about like the songs in Hamilton are more memorable. I really enjoyed like every, um, or at least most of the songs. There were a few like really, really slow songs, but every song had like a very like, you know, Hispanic or just like a very upbeat tempo. Like there's Mm -hmm. like the music is always very like fast, I guess. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a few exceptions to that, but the majority of them are very like fast and very, I don't know, like very danceable, I guess. I don't know. Like I just, I, and you know, I've seen a handful of musicals. I haven't seen like a shitload of musicals. I haven't seen any on Broadway. Um, well, you've seen Chigi. You know, I've only really seen like musical movies and stuff, but I haven't seen, or, you know, I haven't seen a musical that, have the same type of like i guess like latin type music which i i did really enjoy because that was different than anything else that i had seen up to this point yeah i mean i i still had a good time in theaters i mean i sat back i was in xd theater lounge seating i uh snuck in a couple beers and i i had a good time got some popcorn i had a good time still it was enjoyable I yeah I guess I, but still the whole time watching this I'm like this would be so much better on Broadway so all I kept just thinking through my head the whole time just running that through my head like see I this guess is, I'm having fun this is good but this would be so much better on Broadway I guess maybe I'm lucky in that sense or unlucky however you want to look at it that I didn't have a Broadway show to compare it to it's just again like I was saying at the beginning is there's musicals that are great for the big screen again La La Land love that movie it was in my top 10 of the last decade i love that movie that belongs on the big screen in the heights probably better on broadway probably i mean one of the things that would be really cool on broadway like i was like not we talked about ninety six thousand was like you said that was probably your favorite song 
I, I think overall, yeah, there's just some fun moments like when they're walking down the street and then the like animation and everything is that there was just some that was yeah, then we get to the pool. I loved uh what was it? I can't remember her name. The did you recognize the gal from uh Orange is the New Black? No. Have you seen that show? Uh, uh no, I really I have I've uh, seen like an episode or two. Never mind. She's the one that gets pregnant. She had a good part in the sh- in the movie. Uh, I don't know. Let's see if I can pull her up here real quick. She the woman that was like in like the orange jumpsuit in the beginning with the sunglasses. I think so. Pull her up here. Well, I mean, what I was gonna say is that ninety six thousand is probably one of my favorites. But I don't know why. But I was telling Sh- telling Shiloh about this when we were watching it. But the salon scene with the song No Me Diga, when they're just like gossiping and that song just cracked me up. I really enjoyed that one. I think that was just, I just really like the tempo of the song. So I think that one for some reason is just my favorite. It was the most memorable, although right next to 96,000. Like, I don't know, just like that whole little gossiping through the salon, just like catching her up on everything and then they're talking about both of their crushes like oh yeah Usavi. yeah that, that was about a, benny he's got a big taxi that was a fun sequence no i i really enjoyed that sequence in the salon quite a bit i have the story the story is great i and just the message at the end of it good stuff too um i did like the misleading like spoiler alert i guess but i like the misleading of uh we're thinking he's talking to his kids in the actual bahamas Exactly, the Dominican Republic. Or Dominican Republic, yeah. Anyway, that's the actress right there. Joshka? Okay, yeah, yeah, I think that's her. That's When you said that, that's who I thought of. Yeah, she, um, she, she has, but I know she, that misleading, and then the final pull-up, like, the final reveal of just them not actually being in the Bahamas. They're just in front of, like, the the painting of the Bahamas in the little corner shop. I thought that was great. I I actually was like, oh, you know, when Charlie and I were watching it, she said she told me that I'm just half remembering, but she was kind of like, you know, towards the end, she's like, I can't believe he's gonna leave. It just everything seems like he's not gonna leave. I'm like, yeah, but he has to because like the it shows him telling the story on the beach, like so he's in the Dominican Republic you know, and like, so, the same you know thing. it doesn't make sense not to do that and then they do that i'm like oh okay no you were right like you're right it didn't really feel that way but i'm like well they'll get them there somehow yeah i i liked it i like i like this overall i again i don't know how much rewatchability it has for me part of it's just the length of it but it was a fun story i don't know one of the well one of the things we haven't mentioned yet is you know like when I watched La La Land, like you expect a love story. You got the love story. When I watched this, so I'm like, I was expecting a love story. And then they kind of have like two baked in there, mm-hmm. you know, but the, one of the other things that I thought was interesting is like, yeah, like you didn't just get the love story though, because one of the things that I really liked is that the movie, like, I feel like the main point of the movie is just like, was all about community. And like, that's like what, like thinking of like what you can do for your community, what your community can do for you, like works both ways. Like uh, we didn't even mention like the grandmother who's only in like a small portion of the movie because, you know, she's lived in that block since she was like a little girl when her parents uh, migrated to the U.S. or I think is 
what her backstory was and then she just took care of the neighborhood kids like washed out for them like made sure they got out of trouble and then she passed away after the blackout from like heat stroke and stress and then the whole community comes together for a candlelight vigil like damn like that did have us in tears a bit yeah but i just i just really like that it was all about more like like yeah they there's a love story there also in the background is like this $96,000 lottery ticket that they apparently sold that nobody can figure out who was, who won. But then it's all just like about your community and like trying to make things work and trying to like keep the soul of like your community alive. Yeah, that was uh, really I enjoy nice. that. I mean, even here living in Happy Valley, I'm like, I, I wish I was more connected to my community here. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was thinking I of that it, kind of stuff watching this <laughs> and i think that's probably hits me a lot harder than it might have would have just like from being like a teenager but even now it hits harder just because like we're at like yeah things are reaching a kind of going back to more normal but we're not quite there yet but like just we've spent so much time separated this past year year and a half that also that like community aspect just felt really nice yeah like, um, I think it I hit a lot harder than it would have maybe before this. Well, and I mean, I hate to bring up recent events, but like, you know, the passing of our aunt, uh, what does she have? Just a handful of people mourning for her that even know about her passing? Right. And then you see this, you know, this grandma lady who's touched a whole community pass and like the whole candle stuff. It's like, shit. I mean, even though the world per se didn't know about the grandmother, this grandma that lives in Queens or mm-hmm. I think it was Queens, but anyway, but there are still dozens and dozens of people that she touched that mourned her life. I, 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 just Makes it, yeah, no, it, give, it gives you like a thought. I'm like, well, you know, that, that thought of just like, who's going to be around me when I pass. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're onto something, Jordan. Well, maybe, like yeah, it does it, like, it just like hits harder than maybe it would have. It did. No recent events and watching this kind of had me thinking about stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't want just two people there when I'm dying. I, that just sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right, Jordan. I think you're right. Which just makes you think, like, yeah, like, hopefully when you, like, have enough resources, like, to, or at least when you can, I guess you don't even necessarily need resources. She didn't have a lot, but she gave what she could, and she touched the whole community. Yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. This is no, like, quote-unquote Moulin Rouge as far as, like, broadway and movie comparison goes that's one of the rare exceptions where i think the movie and the uh broadway show are both two thumbs up nice i've only this, seen the i've only seen the movie yeah so this is great but I, I don't know i think it's better on broadway probably that's my assumption but i i still had a good time i enjoyed it saw an xd i'm glad i saw it i'm glad i saw it in theaters though if i had to see it i'm glad it's on theaters didn't do too hot in the box office. Came in second place, 11.5 million. Yeah, I mean, but it's got a lot of good reviews and both like critically and um, audience wise. I think like I just saw it when we I was trying to look something up before the podcast, but I think it's sitting at like a 96 critic and like a 95 audience. That's pretty good. And people who are, I, I guess I saw a video like talking about like, yeah, it didn't do great like opening weekend, but they're like, it might turn out to be like Greatest Showman, which kind of like didn't do anything its opening weekend and then just came, became like a huge hit as word got around. So I'm not sure, like you said, like it's still like a not, some people like the. I don't know, Fast Nine's around the corner. 
That's true. I think <laughs> I saw that as of right now, Quiet Place Part Two has the biggest box office of like the quarantine era box office. It's the but first Fast one Nine of, is probably gonna blow that out of the water. Probably, you know, uh, uh, Quiet Place Part Two is the first one across a hundred million domestically. Exactly. That's yeah. Which Kong might do next week, but regardless, Quiet Place Part Two did it in three weeks. Boom. And yeah, I think what it dipped to number two and then back up to number one this week. Quiet place. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but I, th- I think Fast Nine is really just gonna like kind of kick it back into gear, which I hope so because I want I like when good movies succeed. All right. Well, I don't have too much more to say about this other than it's enjoyable, it's good, and you know if you're like, well, I don't know if I should go see this in theaters. I think if you're into musicals and you liked Hamilton, go see it in theaters. You're just gonna get the better experience that way. Otherwise, if you're just like, uh, I don't know, I just, uh, okay, fine, HBO Max at your in your living room. Yeah, fine. I mean, it would definitely obviously be better in theaters, like the sound quality alone. I, I was glad I saw some theaters. I mean, again, I was the only one in my entire XD row. I just put my lounge chair up, sat back, had my popcorn and my beer, unbeknownst to the theater, and uh, I had a good time. But nice. overall, I don't know, I guess because... The songs aren't super memorable. I give this a solid B. It's good. And yeah, I could definitely you know, recommend it to you, especially if you're in the, in the musicals for sure. But I can't give this an, anything higher really just because, again, only a handful of songs that were like stuck that stuck out. Otherwise, a lot of it was just eh, okay. Okay. Went on a little longer than I would have wanted to. And after two beers, I really, really had to pee. Yeah, so guess what guess what part I finally went pee at? Two. I I don't know, when they're talking to the lawyer? Pretty close. It was like just after that. I, I, I finally got to a point where it's like, okay, I gotta pee. It's like stinging because i gotta be so bad <laughs> but i want to see them finally get together finally when uh vanessa and uh was it you Usavi. you saw we got together when they finally get together and kiss i'm like okay i can go pee you're like we did it guys we yeah. did it it's finally that moment and i i will say as far as scenes go that last scene in the shop where he decides to stay was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie okay all right I love that scene a lot, actually. Nice. And so, I, yeah, I would definitely, you know, rewatch that for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I still give this, I would say a solid B overall. It's probably an A plus on Broadway, but in a movie environment, solid B. I don't know. I'm sure I gave Hamilton like an A plus. Um, so oh, in sure the regards to like thinking, what? I said, I'm sure you did. I'm sure I did. I don't know. I give this like A, A minus, somewhere right in there. Like it wasn't Hamilton. It wasn't Crazy Rich Asians either. That would also be an A plus because that movie was great. I need to watch um, that. Is that on our digital library? You it should. I think it? it is. I'm gonna have to watch that because I, I, well, I bought Shiloh a copy of the digital copy, so it, it it's in there. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Overall, like I really, I still really liked it. Um, it. I thought it was gonna when I saw him like oh shit well we I was like Charlotte we got to get this going it's two and a half hours like let's just get this started but you know I didn't really feel it too much like maybe in some spots but 
overall i just like enjoyed watching and kind of like everything that was going on i enjoyed most of the songs obviously only like a small handful really really stood out though yeah um but i don't know i just i did really like it i was hyped for it it didn't quite meet my hype but i think overall i would i wouldn't watch this again like if shiloh's like hey we should watch it in the heights i'll be like yeah sure why not yeah but well, well, like like we were saying the uh dancing on the side of the building stuff i wanted more of that yeah more more i guess i guess what i wanted was your limit to what you can do on broadway i wanted more of what you can't do on broadway if we're going to separate the two i wanted more of what you can't do and on you broadway. really only got that with that pool scene correct so yeah i guess that's my biggest complaint and why i still get a solid b but i mean it's still i don't know that's good solid musical solid musical but, uh yeah but yeah i think that yeah that's really all i got to say about in the heights that's it for me in the heights in the heights cool streaming on hbo max if you have it or see it in theaters yeah i'd say i'd still say worth a theatrical watch if you're that's what you're into if you're into musicals definitely worth a theatrical watch all right well i guess that's it for today's review daniel where can they find us you can find us online on movies underscore brews on instagram and twitter all right everybody well hey thank you so much for listening to this episode if you like it share it with others and we'll talk to you next time on movies and brews yeah what are we talking luca next week yep new pixar film coming next week awesome it's gonna be awesome well cheers to that cheers cheers cheers